You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 05362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder game against the Washington Wizards talk about how much Darius Baisley impressed in this one and Alexei Pokoshevsky as well as what went wrong for the Thunder in this game. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk about sports. I'll be on the app on Thursday, 11 a.m. Central Time. If you want to join in on the action, just download the Locker Room app on on your iOS device and you can join in on the live chat every Thursday, 11 a.m. Now, let's get right into it with the game overview, the way we always do. SGA was out. Lou Dort was out. Lou Dort was out with that hip injury. Remember, he was listed as questionable for the hip injury on Sunday and is now out on the second night of back-to-back on a road back-to-back. This is not surprising whatsoever. Isaiah Roby was out with a great toe injury, which I guess now has been deemed the official verbiage of the big toe around the NBA because you saw today also Miles Turner is out with a great toe injury. And maybe I'm just this simplistic idiot, but I always call it the big toe and not necessarily the great toe. I've actually never even heard the the term coined great toe, but I guess that's the actual name of your biggest toe on your foot. I would argue that all the toes are great. I wouldn't want to lose any of them, but nonetheless, you move on to Mike Muscala being out with an ankle injury, Josh Hall out with that knee injury, then Gabriel Deck still has not joined the team. For the Wizards, they did not have Rui Hachimura, they did not have Thomas Bryant, and then Alex Lynn, he was questionable, but he did play in this game. For the starters for Oklahoma City, it was very interesting to see that typically, whenever Lou Dort's been out, Mark has gone with Tsushima Luke. And in this game, he has a starting lineup of Tail Maldon, Kendrick Williams, Alexei Pokoshevsky, Darius Baisley, Moses Brown. So Svi goes to the bench, and, and that bench unit was better than I thought it would be, all things considered. Uh, I still find it out rather interesting that Ty Jerome is not kind of the go-to guy whenever Ludort's out, because I think that Ty Jerome with that starting five would be really good. However, I can see the argument of, well, you want to try to keep some semblance of a quality ball handler and a quality player on the bench for your second unit. So, that's kind of why he gets shifted down there, I think, more so than anything else. The starting group was interesting. They came out flat in this game. It was kind of a sleepy start to the game. They came out flat again in the second half. They had a very bad end segment of the, of the game. But after you get past all that, they played a good game. It's like you have to take away the starting point of the first quarter and the third quarter and take away the like last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. And they played a really good game, all things considered. They just had too many turnovers. I mean, so many turnovers. The Wizards had great transition offense. They got this game to a five-point game with 10 minutes left, and they were once down by 17 in this game and made a run. And from there, after they made that initial surge from being down 17, they got it within three right before half, and then the the Davis Burton's buzzer beater 
made it a six-point game at half. So you battled the whole way. You kept it within a couple possessions the whole way after that 17-point punch by the Washington Wizards. And that just sounds weird, Washington Wizards. Anyway, once that initial punch has landed on the 17-point run, uh, the, the Thunder came back and kept it within a possession or two the rest of the way until the end of the fourth. And so that's the kind of game you're looking for. You're looking for a loss in this season. You're looking for losses to help your tank, and you've gotten a lot of tank luck recently. You've dropped your 11th straight game. You're winless in April. And these are the kind of games you want to see where young players like Darius Baisley stand out. You compete. You don't give up, and you're playing good basketball, and you just fall short in the end because your team's not good enough. And that's perfectly acceptable. And the fact that Mark, in the midst of an 11-game losing streak, which is knocking on the door of the longest in franchise history, which is 14, the fact that at the 11th game mark, Mark still has these players buying in, still has these players playing well and, and kind of team basketball is another feather in the cap of Mark, who's gotten a ton of feathers this year with how good he's been. It also helps that you have guys like C. Luke and other guys who are truly battling for their NBA life. I mean, there's no guarantee that Svi is back here next year. There's no guarantee a lot of these guys are back here next year, and they've got something to prove. They've got something to prove that they want to be a mainstay in this league and this organization for a long time. Best loss possible for Oklahoma City. It was not a terrible 40-point blowout, but also you never really felt too worried about this game, all things considered, and you still got your loss and you are able to improve your, your standings on takeathon.com. You're still in sole possession of fifth place, even with a Cleveland loss to Detroit, and you're two games out of Detroit for a top three odds, and top three is where you want to be. I mean, you want to get top three. The, the big misconception is that you have to be number one at the end of the year. There's no difference in one and three. You just got to get to three. And, and so if you can find a way to make up these two games against Detroit and get that three slot and get 14% chance of getting Cade Cunningham, that's the best you can do. And that's what you're aiming for. And the Thunder team is kind of right there to where they need this next month of the season to go well on their front in terms of losing games and having Detroit win games as they did tonight, beating Cleveland. That was a big win for Oklahoma City in a big way. We'll see what happens, but right now the Thunder are tracking to do exactly what they set out to do this year. Turnovers, again, just killed the Thunder in this one. I don't really care about this because I don't think that it'll be indicative of who they're going to be whenever this Thunder team is fully formed and whenever they're trying to compete again. I don't think we're going to be looking back at turnovers being the reason why they can't compete. This is kind of just a circumstance type of situation and not necessarily a, hey, these guys are making bad, terrible, awful decisions. It's kind of just like, hey, we weren't on the same page because we're shuffling in different lamps every single day and don't have any continuity. And whenever you get that continuity, most of their turnovers will go away. Very few of them were just because that they had low IQ moments in this game. A lot of them were just due to continuity, and that's all going to smooth itself out. The later you get into this rebuild, whenever you have continuity, whenever you have guys playing together for longer stretches. What you can take away from this game, though, what you can is Darius Basley, who set a career high in points 26, a career high in free throw attempts 13, and he showed you the flashes of being that building block player all while defending Russell Westbrook. Now, did he defend and shut down Westbrook? No, you're not going to shut down Russell Westbrook. And Westbrook had a few moments where he just absolutely bodied Darius Baisley, which is to be expected. Look at Russell Westbrook and look at Darius Baisley. One is a grown man, NBA veteran MVP. One is a second-year guy who did not go to college. I right? did not get that college experience of a college weight room even, much less anything past that in his development. He's, he's still very, very raw and, and very just young. And I think that we lose track of him being that young because now you see all the future draft picks you have and you're starting to count down the moments until you get your next young guy. And you see how young Poku is. I think we kind of get lost in how 
just raw of a talent Darius Baisley is and that he didn't go to college and that while his age is more seasoned than Poku, his game is not like, like their games are not that seasoned. And for him to be able to do this isn't, is impressive. 26 points on 36% shooting 16% from beyond the arc, not great efficiency, but the pathway, right? I, I've, I've said it before. This season's not about the execution necessarily. It's about the process and the process of getting those shots were good for Darius Baisley. I think that all 16 of those threes were wide open. I all take that process every single day. We talked about this yesterday. Yesterday, his shots were falling. And yesterday, the shots went down. And he has the form of mechanics to make you believe that eventually he'll be consistent. But tonight, he goes one for six from beyond the arc. And, and, and you'll have games like this. You'll have games like last night. And they'll all balance out in the wash. And I think that Basley's mechanics are part of that process more so than the execution. The process of him shooting the ball looks good. He takes good shots. He creates good shots. He moves well off ball. He gets open looks. That's all good. His form is not broken whatsoever. It's a, it's a pure shooting form. That's all good. But he goes one for six. So the execution is not there. But you had five other things in the process leading up to the shot going in. You had five other things that were great. So eventually, those things will fall. And in this one, the most important part is you're seeing yet again that Baisley is being aggressive and Baisley's trying to get to the rim and trying to really assert himself offensively. We'll talk about that coming up. We're also going to talk about why I think Darius Baisley and Mark Danach listen to this podcast right now. And also, we're going to talk about Alexei Pokashevsky and his well-rounded night, Moses Brown, Kendrick Williams, and everyone that played in this game pretty much because also we have to talk about Sweet Luke. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locker Room. Again, Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team, your favorite sports. I will be hosting rooms on Locker Room for Locked on Thunder once a week, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to right here every single day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest news and rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even make it on this very show, Locked on Thunder, throughout our Locker Room conversation. Be sure to join me this week on Thursday, 11 a.m. I'll be hosting my room on Locker Room on Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Go download the app for free. It's the Locker Room app for free on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, any group that you're a fan of for the latest league updates. Follow me on Locker Room at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S to be notified every single time that my room goes live. I know you will not want to miss it. I'm planning again to go live this week, Thursday, 11 a.m. Central Time. I cannot wait to hear from you and get your thoughts on the Thunder. See you there. Locker Room changing the way that we talk about sports. I'm going to say right now, buddy, good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago. What a time, huh? 20 years ago? I was three years old 20 years ago? It was a... It was a it was an interesting time period, and you could have been spending that time period going to rockauto.com. Let me tell you why. Rockauto.com has all the parts your car will ever need, truly every single one of them. My favorite part about rockauto.com is their immaculate website. Let me tell you why. The website 
is so great because I am a novice. I know nothing about cars, nothing, not a single thing. In fact, I cannot change the oil, the windshield, the spark plugs, you name it. I can't do it. I can drive it somewhat. I can put gas in it, regretfully, but I cannot do anything else. And I don't have to know anything else about cars because all I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle that way. I'm not wasting time, money, resources, effort on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. I would not know what would be compatible with my vehicle any other way except for with their amazing website. Check them out, rackauto.com. When you go to rackauto.com, tell them Locked On sent you. And how did you hear about a box? And they'll know what to do from there. rackauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rackauto.com. I want to say right now, about good friends over at the Locked On NFL Draft. Let me tell you, folks, the Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes Podcast for the latest draft news and stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. Folks, the Ultimate NFL Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey, it's where you want to be. Folks, Michael Irvin, there's all of these legends on that podcast breaking down the game, Brian Baldinger, and so many more. If you love the NFL, if you care about the NFL draft, if you're like me, who just did absolutely no NFL draft prep, but I do want to watch the draft, I am consuming this podcast as an absolute beginner, and they're doing a great job of keeping me up to date on what the biggest names are and storylines are. They really communicate well with you, the audience. So if you don't know anything else about the draft or anything at all about the draft, you'll be able to comprehend exactly what's happening. They don't talk over you. They talk to you. Ultimate NFL Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey. Check it out wherever you get your podcast from, including the Odyssey app. I want to talk more about Darius Baisley, though. And Darius Baisley has a really good game in this one. And you saw him try three different times to posterize Alex Lynn, Davis Bertans. Like, you saw him try to go up and just absolutely murder somebody at the rim. And Mark said something very interesting after the game. In the post-game scrum with the media, he told us that that it feels like Darius Baisley's realizing his strength and realizing his athleticism. And if you remember, last week, I said somebody needs to grab Baisley and say, look, Darius, you are very, very athletic because it feels like we're the only ones who knows he's athletic and he's kind of left out of the loop. So it's now confirmed that Darius Baisley and Mark and or Mark listen to this podcast. I'm joking, of course, but it is nice to see Baisley is starting to be more aggressive, starting to utilize his strength and athleticism more. And, and you saw it in this one with those free throw attempts. We talked about this with, with SGA. This season, SGA has upped his free throw attempts per game. And that's been a big part of his development this year. And that's been, prior to the injury, the biggest talking point about his season this year. And free throw attempts are the difference. It's the difference in being a bad score and a good score, a good score and a great score, a great score and elite score, an elite score and an all-time great score. Like it's the difference in all of that. You find that next level by getting to the free throw line. And for Baisley to get there 13 times tonight is a good step forward. And that's all because he's aggressive. That's all because he's attacking the rim. That is how you get to the line. And Baisley can really unlock that next portion. Now, I don't think Baisley will be a elite score or anything like that, but with his cutting ability, which we, we saw in the first half of this year even, he was shooting 
plus 86% on his cutting free wall percentage. So he's a great cutter and can finish with the rim that way. And when, whenever an athletic guy like Baisley gets a full head of steam cutting to the rim, defenses almost have no choice but to foul him and send him to the line. So then two points turn into three and so on and so forth. You add that all up at the end of the year or a missed layup turns into two shots and then you get the two points back anyway. You add all that up and it becomes the difference in averaging you know, 15 points and, and averaging 18 points and, and so on and so forth to where if he can get to the line consistently, it really helps his development and it helps the Thunder offense. An offense that has so much booming potential, but only one true guarantee, right? I think that SGA is the true guarantee. He'll get you 22 plus points a night throughout his NBA career. And, and I'd argue that the standard at this point, starting next season, not this year, of course, next season would be 25 plus points per night for SGA. He can easily do that, especially as he gets more talent around him to kind of alleviate some of that defensive pressure. He's the guarantee. He's the for sure thing. And then you have Poku, who could be this unicorn scorer. You have Lou Dort, who could turn into this you know, 18-point-per-game night while playing elite defense. You have Tail Maldon, who's shown an ability to catch and shoot threes, to create for himself, to drive to the cup. He's shown flashes here and there. You have now Darius Baisley, who can be efficient in his role. Whereas, I know SGA is going to pan out. I'm not sure Lou Dort's going to turn too offensively. It can go sky high. It can be more of what we've seen recently here while he's averaging 28 points per game in this recent stretch. It could be 15 points per game, right? We're not really sure the spectrum of Lou Dort. There's just simply not a big enough sample size. The man has not played a full season yet. And same thing with Tail Maldon, Poku, there's basically, you could make an argument about all those guys, right? An argument for and an argument against all of those players. But it's the fact that you're getting to take enough shots on these guys to where if, let's say, Baisley never becomes that consistent score. Well, then you have the shot that Tail does or Poku does or Lou Dort does. And, and if one of those guys don't, then you have the shot that the other two guys do. And you're just giving yourself constant, constant, constant chances. And in a small market, you need those chances. And, and eventually, they're going to hit. And eventually, the Thunder will hit. Have you hit on Darius Baisley? We'll find out. We'll find out about all these guys eventually. But this was the first game where you can truly see what will make Baisley special in his career. And it's going to be attacking the rim. It's going to be driving relentlessly. It's going to not be what we saw a lot of in the first half, where he was kind of not moving off ball and was just sitting in the corner and, and trying to get fed that way and trying to have that good relationship with SGA where SGA could kick it out to him. Now, SGA is a, is a great, and I mean great, drive and kick player. So I can see the thought process there because it did result in a lot of open threes for Baisley in the corner that he couldn't hit. But Baisley's game is not set for that stationary corner three game. He's not that kind of player. He thrives on the movement. And as he's gotten to move more off ball since coming back from injury, you've seen him progress more as a, as a scorer and as an offensive talent. I was really encouraged by what we saw today. And we'll see how long this can keep up. And we'll see what happens whenever everyone gets back because we still have not really seen these young players play together all that much. And I mean the legitimate young players, right? The SGA playing with Baisley and Dort and Poku and Teo and fixing and figuring out how all those guys are going to work together. They're not going to see that a lot this year because of the injuries. We'll see that next year. And it'll be fascinating to see how they all play together and play off of each other. Baisley defending Russ was pretty interesting. I liked the decision there without Lou Dort to go with Baisley because of his length on Russ by Mark. And I'll talk about what Russ did in this game that makes me wonder about Lou Dort's future coming up. But first, I want to tell you, 
about a good friends over at the betonline.ag, fastest growing and easiest way to place all of your bets online at betonline.ag. Football's over, the games are, but again, you can bet on the NFL draft, so go check them out as well. The NBA, MLB, NHL are all in full swing. You can bet on all those sports as well. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and whenever you do and you sign up today at BetOnline.ag, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey featuring NFL draft experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, Brian Baldinger, our local experts from every single team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Odyssey is your audio home for all of sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's all happening right now on the Odyssey app presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to talk more about Russell Westbrook in this game. Of course, the Thunder legend and thankfully helping the Thunder lose games in this sense to get the Thunder closer to their dream of getting their next superstar and, and their additional superstar with SGA. But what Russ did in this game really had me think about Lou Dort. Lou Dort grew up a Russell Westbrook super fan. I mean, an absolute super fan. Before games in college and even summer league, he would post a picture of Russell Westbrook saying like mood with a emoji or two establishing he's about to go play and wants to embody Russell Westbrook. And watching Russ in this game really reminded me of what we hope Lou Dort can turn into. Russell Westbrook had multiple plays. It felt like every play that Westbrook ran in this game developed late develop deep into the paint where he's starting pick and roll action with, you know, Garland beyond the free throw line, right? Like deeper into the paint than the free throw line, even to where it's causing the big men of Oklahoma city to not be able to adequately hedge and, and adjust and play the roller at all because they're over committing and, and they're really just committing to Russ. And you can't blame them for that because Russ is an elite driver and Russ has this just freakish athletics athleticism that can finish over anybody and finish at the rim at will, as we've seen for decades in Oklahoma City. So you cannot blame them for committing to Russ, but it does be susceptible to the roller, and Russ dumps it off to the roller, and that's how he compiles all the assists that he does in this game. Russell Westbrook finishes with 17 assists tonight, and that's all due to the late-developing pick-and-roll. And then that goes back to what Mark said Lewis to work on, which is his gather. While finishing at the rim... Lou Dort's gathering too early. He's gathering at the free throw line, taking his two steps, and now the defenses can adjust to him and they kind of can predict what he's going to do next. Well, with Westbrook, he never gathered till late. And whenever he did gather, you overcommitted and you had to, and you allowed him to dump it off for 17 assists. And then if you didn't overcommit, he could just finish over you in that sense. And that's kind of what Dort can model his game after. Because I remember another young guard in Oklahoma City who his first year in the league struggled to finish. I also remember a young guard in Oklahoma City that would rely on creating a mid-range shot for himself to open up those driving lanes. 
And Lou Dort has been incredible at figuring out how to get himself open in the mid-range around that elbow area, if you catch my drift here, to where if Lou Dort can pick up another area of Russ's game and he can learn how to go deeper into the paint and, and carry out these actions deeper and finish better at the rim, he could turn into a Russell Westbrook-like player that he's always wanted to be. Now, it's incredibly difficult to be Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is incredible and an all-time great and is something we've hardly ever seen in this league before. Uh, but that's the kind of tools that Dort would need to steal from Westbrook to be able to reach that level of a score, a playmaker, an offensive threat. Uh, Lou Dort also plays 20,000 times the defense that Russ Westbrook plays. So it kind of bounces out in that sense. But if you want a blueprint on how Lou Dort can improve offensively and what to watch for as he tries to improve defensively, that's it right there. Alexek Boshevsky just has so many tools. It should be unfair. It should be unfair. He should not at his size be able to have the floater he does. He should not at his size be able to pass behind the back perfectly threading the needle to, to Tony Bradley. He should not be able to do that. He has so many tools at his disposal. Just call him Poku the Toolman player. Yes, a play on Tim the Toolman Taylor. And thank you to those of you that actually followed through with my tweet whenever I asked for photoshops of Poku as Tim the Toolman Taylor. You guys came through in the clutch, and that was hilarious, by the way. It really brightened my night. I appreciate that. And we're seeing the flashes of Poku. We're seeing what he can do the box score will not jump out at you. And if you're if you're trying to figure out what Poku is by looking at the box score, you're doing this all incredibly wrong. You have to actually watch the games to understand what Poku's doing. And if you do watch the games, you'll understand that he's going to be really good, folks. I mean, he's going to be really, really good in this league, and he has all the tools to do it. Moses Brown is another player that stood out for the wrong reasons. I mean, I just... Much like we said last week, where we just kind of need to, need to grab Baisley and say, you're athletic. Someone needs to grab Moses Brown and say, Moses, Moses, listen to me. Listen, I promise you do not have to try a put back every single time. I promise you can go up with two hands and grab a rebound. You do not have to try to put back slam everything that comes off the rim. It's okay. It's okay. It creates basket interference. It puts them out of position. It loses a possession. Like it, it's been far more negative for him to go up for a putback than positive. And in this game, he gets six rebounds because the, the Wizards, like the Raptors, swarm the paint. Zero points, four fouls, a block, a steal, a turnover. That's his, that's his game. A wildly forgettable game outside of the 16,000 attempts to put back at the rim. That usually result in him grabbing the rim and not grabbing the basketball. By the way, Justin Robinson... He got into this game against his former team, and he plays as though his pregame routine consists of drinking 17 large cups of coffee. That's the way he plays the game. He he brings so much energy and just plays with this, this sort of reckless energy, like not in a Patrick Beverly negative way, in like a, I don't know any better, so I'm going to sprint at every single moment on the floor and just play my little heart out the entire time. It's very fun to watch him play. He's already on his second 10-day contract. I'm not sure that the Thunder will actually sign him to an NBA deal because you cannot do a third 10-day contract as far as I know. You have to sign him to a contract for the remainder of this year. I'm not sure the Thunder want to do that, but it could create some just benefit of, hey, let's fill the rush about the guy that's already been here, got quarantined here, and let's not bring another body to this team for the, like, the remaining, what would that be after these 10 days are up? Like 
five games. Let's just go ahead and keep Justin on a end-of-the-year deal. That could happen, but Robinson's fun to watch just because of how hard he plays and how fast he plays. Kenny Hustle trying those spin fadeaways are hilarious to me because, like, they work more often than not, but it just doesn't look like Kenny Hustle should be the guy that can knock down spinning fadeaways in the mid-range. It just doesn't look that way. And so whenever he does pull it off, it's like, wow, I had no idea he could do that. And then just Fima Luke looked really good today, and he deserves some some props. You could tell that Svi did not want to lose this game, and Svi was just trying to figure out a way to win, and he rips off those threes, and he's matching Bradley Beal. He goes three for five from beyond the arc, tries his best with 11 points in 25 minutes, but that's just not what this team's all about. But 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 Svi played like a guy who's trying to show that he can be an NBA player, and we'll see what the Thunder decide at the end of the year. The better the day outcome, I had Washington minus five and a half, Washington one, 119 to 107. The MVP is Darius Baisley. My money ball pick was Poku. I had him bouncing back from beyond the arc. He hits two threes and the winner is Ty Jerome and Mikhail Luke had three threes apiece. We addressed this at the top of the show, but the Tankathon update, the half, the Thunder are half game up of Cleveland. They have the fifth place odds to themselves. They're two games back of Detroit, the third best odds and threes where you want to be because that does give you the highest chance of getting the number one overall pick because the highest odds you can get is 14 and one, two, and three all have a 14% chance of getting the top overall pick. So watching Detroit, watching Oklahoma city, will be a big deal down the stretch. We'll be back tomorrow on the locked on thunder podcast, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma city thunder Monday through Friday, subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. It's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L A S. Be good and be good to one another.